Welcome to a brief chat for the 16th of August, 2019. It's Friday. I'm Jason Crane. Glad you're here. I wanted to end this week talking about a book that I read recently called Bread and Wine by Ignazio Silone, Italian author. He wrote this book in the mid-1930s when he was actually in exile from Italy because he was an opponent of its fascist state. And it's a book that... First of all, I heard about it because Crime Think, a really wonderful website and anarchist publishing house and many, many other things, posted some quotes from this book on, I think, an Instagram story. And the quotes really struck me. And I thought, well, I should figure out uh, what the rest of the book is like. I'd never heard of it before. I ordered a copy, uh, not from Amazon. And uh, when it arrived, I was watching for the very first time, the first season of the original Twilight Zone. And in the first episode, a character spins a rack of books, and a copy of this book is in the rack. So, you know, do-do-do-do. However, that's not as surprising as you might think, because this book was actually quite popular when it came out, and, and for a while afterwards. It didn't originally come out in Italian. It came out, I think, in French, um, because Silone was living, I think, in France and in Switzerland at various times. The book, although it is a book about the fight against fascism, it's not as it's not as cut and dry. Like I expected something more along the lines of maybe Orwell's uh, homage to Catalonia. Or, you know, For Whom the Bell Tolls, or, you know, something like that, where the it's kind of a an overview of an actual conflict. This book is, first of all, a much more interior study of what it means to fight against the dominant ideology of the place where you are, and also what it means to do that even if no one around you is really joining you. The main character in this book is a revolutionary named Pietro Spina, who's been in exile for 15 years, and he returns to Italy and goes to the Abruzzi region to try to foment revolution. And because he's a fairly famous revolutionary and he's afraid he'll be arrested, he takes the disguise of a priest. Uh, he had actually wanted to be a priest when he was younger. And as Don Paolo, the priest, he kind of ends up in an internal exile in this remote mountain town where everyone just thinks he's a priest, a somewhat strange priest. And throughout the course of the book, although a couple times he switches back and forth in his identities, he's a priest most of the time. And he's largely dealing with the fact that although people are unhappy with the state of things, particularly the poor peasantry of the area where he's living, that displeasure at the state of things does not translate into action. And the people who are in the cities who are more likely to take action, he finds himself becoming distanced from because of their devotion to an ideology that is very dogmatic. Um, and I think, you know, this kind of reflects the the overarching difficulties that a lot of communists had in this period, 
when faced with the things the Communist Party was doing in Russia and the things that they were being kind of forced to support if they wanted to maintain their membership in the Communist Party, things that, first of all, weren't necessarily relevant to the places where non-Russian communists were living, and also things that many of them found abhorrent. It's a, a really beautiful book. It It also deals a lot with religious themes, which is obviously something that speaks to me, and in many ways throughout the book, in many points throughout the book, I should say, uh, Don Paolo, the alter ego of Pietro Spina, is referred to as a saint. And I think the book does a great job of painting a picture of what it means to be uh, a religious person, a person of some kind of faith, whether that's a faith in God or a faith in your fellow humans or a faith in the rightness of your cause or a faith in the possibilities of a better world. The book really puts that kind of faith at center stage. Because especially when you find yourself feeling alone, as Spina slash Don Paolo often does in this book, sometimes all you have to fall back on is the fact that you believe what you're doing is right. And that you believe in time, others might see it too. As a, as a central figure, Spina slash Don Paolo is really... He's really just trying to live as an example of the thing he believes is possible. He's trying to show other people that they too could live a life of resistance and revolt and freedom, at the very least internal, if not external. I find that incredibly compelling because, you know, as I look around me, and I've talked about this on this show already, I don't find too many people who think the way I think. And in my immediate area, you know, people I actually talk to and know, I find almost none at all. I worry sometimes about the, you know, perception that my, my children have of me, that my family has of me, that my friends have of me. And yet, inside, I feel a rightness that I have never felt before. And I don't mean right like hey, I'm right and the rest of you are wrong. I mean right in the way the Buddhists use it in phrases like you know, right liveliness, uh, um, you know, right action. The idea that these are skillful acts directed toward the betterment of all. That kind of right, that, that conviction that there is a, a just and good way to move on the earth. And I am definitely conflicted by the circumstances of my life and the way in which, especially now, they are in some sense moving further away from this interior compass that feels so firmly fixed on this particular north. You know, putting on a uniform and going to do work for some giant corporation 
is about as far from what I want to be doing as I can possibly think of getting. But it doesn't make me doubt for a second the the rightness, the direction. And although sometimes I do doubt my ability to carry through in that direction, most of the time I don't. I'm just learning to, if not be patient, then to at least bear it when my movement along that path is much, much slower than I'd like. So this book is really beautiful. I highly recommend it. It's Bread and Wine by Ignazio Silone. Uh, the version I have of it was cheap. It was uh, under eight bucks if you're in the U.S. Uh, on It's a Signet Classics book. This is uh, He wrote many books, but uh, there's apparently a, a trilogy of books that are kind of considered his classics, and this is supposed to be the greatest of them. Uh, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. It is not what I expected. It's not... It's not rousing in the sense that I imagined it might be, but it is deeply satisfying and moving in a sense that I needed more than that. That's the show, and that's the end of this week. I hope you have a lovely weekend. If you have to work, I hope people are nice to you. If you have some time off, I hope you get to spend it taking care of yourself and being with people you love and who love you. You can support this show at patreon.com slash chat. You can find out more about the show at abriefchat.com. You can send me a note at jason at abriefchat.com. Find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jason D. Crane. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.